Hey, folks, coming to you live. If you don't know the drill, you sure as hell should by now. Sitting here, episode 42. Got another action-packed episode for you here today. We are rocking and rolling. That's Grace Ibrahim behind the glass on the ones and twos. And the man, the solution to our audio, that is Tyler on the dice today. Rocking and rolling. We're excited to have you here Tuesday after Friday. Tuesday after Friday. You know the dance by now. All right, folks, hang right with us here. Time to pay the bills just to let you folks know. That with the new Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0, Cuts and Nicks are officially a thing of the past. This is their third generation trimmer featuring advanced skin safe technology so you keep your bad boys nice and smooth. If you support the Brilliantly Dumb Show, you don't only support the show, you support your ball sack. From one guy supporting his ball sack to another, order Manscaped today, promo code Bobby Balls to get 20% off. Your new lawnmower today. We're going to start this right on into our sports bit. Now, a little late on, on on this, but it's something that has to be addressed for the post-fight shenanigans that went down. I, I, I want to talk. Deontay Wilder went up against Tyson Fury in a heavyweight boxing match. I think they did it at the MGM. And it was Tyson Fury absolutely annihilated this guy. I mean, just absolutely bombarded him. And, and and I have to be honest, I actually thought Wilder would win the fight. I really did. I didn't like the odds the way that they were. Um, didn't win the fight, got absolutely pummeled. Here's the issue I have, and here is the reason why we're here on the sports bit right now. Deontay Wilder threw every single excuse in the books known to man. And as a heavyweight fighter, the last thing you should be doing is throwing excuses. If a featherweight wants to come out there, throw a couple excuses here and there. By all means, it looks a little bit better than a big, massive six foot four, two hundred twenty-five pound heavyweight making an excuse. Now, I'm not sure if you saw the entrance. Tyson Fury, it was this big spectacle, came out on some stage that he had people carrying him in on into the ring. And then Deontay Wilder decided to show up in a full-blown suit and mask. And after the fight, had the nerve to say that if he didn't come, he kind of looked like, I, I don't know, like a uh, a stormtrooper from Star Wars. The way, you know, the gear that he had on, it was like a costume. It, it just, it, it, it looked ridiculous. But what he claimed after the fight in the media was that if he had not worn that suit, he would have won the fight because the suit put so much pressure on his legs. Now, how ridiculous is that? It really is. You are the one who chose to walk into the MGM dressed as a stormtrooper. That was you, Deontay Wilder. If I go to Six Flags on an 85-degree day in Los Angeles, California, dressed as a stormtrooper, shame on me if I complain that it's a little too hot. Shame on me if I complain that, you know, I'm sweating a little bit. That's what I asked for. I'm the jackass that showed up to Six Flags looking like a stormtrooper. So I couldn't believe he had the nerve to say that. It just sounds, at this point, so ridiculous, you know? It's like if Seabiscuit could talk, 
Seabiscuit complaining that if he didn't have an 85-pound jockey on top of him, that he probably won the race. And uh, I think he set himself up for failure for the next fight because now you know he's going to wear a smaller costume. <laughs> right. But if he loses the next fight, <laughs> right. what's his excuse he, now? He's going to come dressed as a feather. He's just going to be as like he might even not even be wearing the shorts. He may just come with his dick hanging out. It's something, you know, if he if it's better for his mind that that's why he lost, but you don't say it publicly. You don't. Cuz now it's done. Yeah, as a heavyweight fight, you chose to make that decision. If you t- decide to drink 15 tall boys of Bud Light, don't complain about a hangover the next day because you're going to have one. And just moving on from that, you know, as far as these entrances into the ring, whatever happened to the good old days where your eyes are just down on the floor, staring into the abyss, just fired up, music playing, you know? Could you imagine, like, Sugar Ray Leonard and Alberto Duran doing that, coming in on a stage? Tyson Fury was on, like, this throne. Yeah, whatever happened to the good old days? You imagine Muhammad Ali walking in on a on a throne? Just keep the head down. Stay locked in. There's a certain build to that. It's one of my favorite parts to the fight. Now, if I may, Tyler, I think the only person in sports right now that does have a valid excuse, and I actually feel for the guy, believe it or not, is Josh Gordon. Wide receiver for just about every other NFL team. You know, he he bounced all around, couldn't keep his shit together. The NFL has just come out with a new policy that they are no longer going to discipline players for marijuana. And if you know Josh Gordon and you know his career, you got to feel for this guy. Because his family had to pack up and move more times because he decided to smoke a blunt than you can imagine. He was getting kicked off team after team, moving place to place. I mean, and now they decide to come out and say that it's going to be legal? In my mind, it's kind of like a drug trafficker sitting in jail for 30 years, and then they decide to announce that drug trafficking is now legal. Somewhere El Chapo is sitting in his prison cell going, Motherfucker, these sons of bitches putting on his regular street clothes. I mean, Josh Gordon cannot be a happy camper right now. And, you know, even like if you think about even Jeremy Tunsil, remember the guy who it was an NFL draft? He was an offensive lineman out of Ole Miss. Laramie. Was it Laramie Laramie Tunsil? Big old fella. And he got absolutely scolded, dropped, I think, like 20 picks in the draft because he got caught smoking a bong, a video release the next day. And now they're going to come out and say that it's legal. So, Josh Gordon, if you're out there listening to the Brilliantly Dumb show somehow, we thank you for listening and our apologies for the shit you now have to deal with. Anywho, moving on. Grace, you know another thing that just boggles my mind? What some of these delivery services put your driver through, put their driver through? It's very convenient for the customer just sitting at home waiting for whatever the product it is. But it it has gotten so beyond the point of just delivering a pizza. I mean, nowadays you could order anything to your living room. I'm in a mall the other day, and you got to go into a parking garage. They have designated spots in the parking garage 
just for these services. And I mean, I if I'm driving, I mean, you're going through hell just to find the spot and having to go into the parking garage, walk into the mall, walk through a Build-A-Bear workshop just to get to a Chick-fil-A for an already cold sandwich, bring it on back through the Build-A-Bear workshop, and then bring it to the customer and have to worry about the customer being upset that it's cold. And you can't blame the customer, but at the same time, you can't blame the driver. I mean, it's just madness what some of these drivers have to go through. I mean, this guy had to literally go to the mall to get this customer's pickup order. It's fat. And how do you walk through a mall without stopping at an Annie Ann's or a Brookstone? You know, playing one of those reclinable chairs or whatnot? I mean, how do you expect this driver to bring you your meal hot and on time when he's got to go through a whole damn mall? I mean, we're just putting these guys through hell. I needed to order Band-Aids the other day. You know what it's like going into CVS right now, going to get Band-Aids? It's not as such an easy process as you would think that it would be. Have you seen how many Band-Aids CVS has in stock? Tyler, when's the last time you went to go get a Band-Aid in CVS? Uh, probably honestly like last week. Cut my finger on something. Yep. and they I got, couldn't decide. They got in, in particular finger Band-Aids. They got round Band-Aids. Clear ones. Clear. Different sizes that look like they fit the same size wound. It just has more of the little flap on the end. Right. You may be treating the same wound, but you're going to use a different Band-Aid to treat it. So if the customer is not specifying in the comments section what body part you're working with on the Band-Aid, that driver is in for a rough fucking time, Grace. Triangle Band-Aids, waterproof Band-Aids, small Band-Aids, big Band-Aids. CVS is like the Bubba Gump of Band-Aids. They got all types of Band-Aids there. I mean, it's just what these guys got to go through just absolutely boggles my mind. It really does. I mean, you could send the driver to the Staples Center for your favorite popcorn from your favorite popcorn vendor. Go to section 114, not 116. They uh, put a little more butter on the popcorn. Next thing you know, you got to find parking at the Staples Center just to make $8. You know what I was wondering? I was actually on, on one of these the other day. Yeah. Looking for, because uh, I saw 7-Eleven. I'm like, how do they do 7-Eleven deliveries? And one of the things was the taquitos. Where the, you oh, know those like, Jesus, the, yes. but they have different flavors as some are not available. And I thought about this delivery guy. It's so funny you bring this up. If they don't have the one I picked, no. does he just take a guess? Do you just and, go to the jalapeno taquito? Yeah, and just assume that I'm going to be okay with that? Or does this guy now have to call me at 7-Eleven right. and ask me, oh, hey, they don't have this one. Which one do you want? And mind you, just even for Los Angeles, any 7-Eleven I've been to, you got to pay the meter if you want to go yeah. in. So are these delivery services reimbursing the meter money too? It's just there's so much that goes up there. I think we need to start giving credit to these drivers and start understanding when something comes cold. I mean, I, I, I really do. Ah, shit, Grace. I did it again. What did I do? Cut my nuts with another shitty razor. Those are the screams I used to make when I would cut myself shaving before I knew about Manscaped. Thank you, Manscaped, for turning my loud shrieks into multiple peaks. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. So with one guy with a set of balls to another guy with a set of balls, take care of your balls. 
Use Manscaped today, getting 20% off all Manscaped orders. When you use promo code Bobby Balls, yes, Bobby Balls gets you 20% off all Manscaped order today. Take care of your nuts today. Now, Grace, I mean, what do I know? But I, I did used to deliver pizzas. I think the best way to approach one of these apps, there's some people that do the two-driver system, one at the driver's seat, one in the passenger seat, and they work in cahoots. So they let one off one side, one runs into the store. This way you don't got to pay for the meter. Yes, you got to then split the profits, but from an efficiency perspective and keeping customers happy for tips, I'm not opposed to going with the two-driver system, which is something you're really starting to see in Los Angeles here. It's very innovative. Anywho, Grace, time to keep this show moving on. Well, Grace Ibrahim, call me crazy, maybe so, but last time I checked, I do believe it is indeed that time. For everybody's favorite segment of the show, what segment is that? Little bit of a drum roll, please, here, so I could let you know. It's the Ask Bob segment, week by week by week. Tuesday after Friday, Tuesday after Friday, Tuesday after Friday, I tell you fine folks here of the show. Fans of the Brilliantly Dumb Show, submit your questions for the Ask Bob segment. Anything you want to know, anything that's on your mind, that you're curious about, want to get it off your chest, by all means, do it. File on into the DMs, ask your question for Bob. Doing so was Mike Mancuso out of Las Vegas, Nevada, Mancuso would like to know, Bob, I know you're a big pickup basketball guy. Who would be your starting five presidents to run a pickup game with? I love this question. I, I, I got a kick out of this question. Uh, with all the presidents you have to, to, to worry about, look, I'm a basketball guy. So the five presidents I'm going to pick for my starting five based off agility, based off what I see with them, leadership, whatever it may be, Here's my starting five on presidents. Point guard. I like Harry Truman as a point guard. Not going to blow you away with quickness, but sees the floor well. And a guy that I really think understands the X's and O's of the game. So if it was me, I would give starting point guard. I could see Harry Truman kind of conducting the ship. Faced a lot of adversity with his tenure with Russia. Was able to build through that. If we go down 10 to 15 in the, the third quarter, I like Harry Truman as my point guard in the pickup game. That brings us to a shooting guard. Shooting guard, a guy that's shown he could shoot the rock. He's a southpaw. That's okay. I could work with that coming off a of pick and roll. I think you got to give Barack Obama the nod at the shooting guard. He's got the Chicago toughness, what I like to see. Not afraid to sacrifice the body. And has proven time and time again when he's had celebrities or whoever was at the White House, let's call a spade a spade. That's what we do on the Brilliantly Dumb Show. Barack can knock down the mid game, the mid-range jumper. And you got to have a guy there that's going to knock down the mid-range jumper. So I got Truman feeding it over to his guy Barack from mid-range. That leaves us to a strong forward. Strong forward, I want some height, little bit of agility, but a guy who understands the fundamentals of the game, 
Who do I get with that? Abraham Lincoln. I really like Abe Lincoln as a strong forward. Brings a lot to the table. Now, is Abe a little, little tall for a strong forward? Maybe so. I like a tall, lengthy team. Look at the Milwaukee Bucks. They're doing some damage right now. I could absolutely see Abraham Lincoln fitting into that strong forward role for my pickup team. Also, another thing you get with Abe, big-time clubhouse guy. I don't know how anybody can deny that, but you got to see Abe as a guy who can kind of rally the troops a bit. Please excuse me, folks, while I take a little bit of a cough here. <coughs> what does that leave us to here, Grace? we got to fill the power forward spot. Fill in the power forward spot. I'm going Ronald Reagan, double R, a seasons vet that understands his role on and off the court. Look, Ronald is not going to give you 20 points a game in your pickup game. He's just not. What he is going to do, he's going to give you good quality minutes, which is something you need out of the power forward. Plays both sides of the ball, and in late minutes of the game, is going to knock down the free throws from the charity stripe. I like Ronald Reagan in the late minutes of the game at powered forward. What does that leave us with? I think, Tyler, we need a big fella, no? I like the roster we have now for a big fella. What I'm going to throw in there kind of got like that big baby Glenn Davis type structure to him. I'm giving William Taff the nod as our center. He's an enforcer, not afraid to throw the body weight around. I think he showed that a little bit in his presidency. Really could dominate the game. I see William Taft having a great little sky hook. That's good just to kick, kiss it off the glass a little bit. Not all there fundamentally, but the sky is the limit with the right coach. Got a little bit of a Zion Williams thing to him. Just kind of lower the shoulder and bulldoze his way through the paint. William Taft is unfortunately not around to hear that, but I would really like William Taft as my starting five center. What does that bring us to, Grace? What it brings us to is not the end of the show. It brings us to another question here on the Ask Bob segment. This is why we were so quick to the Ask Bob segment. Justin Burrard from Jefferson City, Missouri. Ready? Joe Colombe, the founder of Trader Joe's, passed this weekend. Bob, I know you're a big TJ guy. First, I want to give my condolences and see what your thoughts are. Uh, Justin, thank you for the question. It was a question that, that I had to ask and I wanted to, to touch on because in all honesty, Trader Joe's is the cream of the crop. I go there every day, if not every other day. Um, my condolences to the Colombe family. Uh, we lost a good one. We really did. This guy didn't just master food. He mastered the entire shopping experience. He really did. It's a different world going into a Trader Joe's. Why in the world every supermarket is not dishing out free samples of bacon-wrapped chicken samples is beyond me. Totally enlightens the spirit, gets the palate working a little bit. That's what a guy like Joe Colombe the founder of Trader Joe's did. And I love him for that. Now, at any place that does dish out samples, I always, and I, I had spoken on on a previous episode, that I would kind of have to go through my entire system in order to get the most out of the samples. Trader Joe's was the only place where I really didn't have to 
be cautioned about how many samples I was taking during my shopping experience. And the way that my theory kind of worked was, A, the first step in your sample experience is you show curiosity in the sample. Look very curious in the sample. So if you're looking at a bacon wrap scallop that they're dishing out, show a lot of curiosity like you're a potential buyer on it. You know, what are these all about? Let the let the person dishing out the product kind of talk you through what it is. Get them involved. Then you take a lap around Trader Joe's or wherever it may be. State when you come on the second time, state that these are very good. Make it known that you know you're coming for a second sample because the product is good. It gives the guy dishing out the samples feeling good, and it shows that you're going to have an honest shopping experience if he sees you at the sample line again, which he will. Then at that point, I just throw a bunch of shit into my cart. Even if I don't need as much of it, just throw it all in there. Third lap around, show you're a paying customer. And a good paying customer, that's your third chicken wrap scallop right there. Whatever it may be. Fourth, be blunt. You come around for that fourth sample, let the person know that you know how ridiculous it is that you're now on your fourth sample. Be blunt about it. If you want to ask them, hey, how many more rounds do I have of these scallops? By all means, ask them how many more rounds you have. He may tell you two more rounds. He may tell you five, unlimited. Then you don't even have to eat lunch that day. So just something to keep in mind. But Trader Joe's was the only spot where I started doing this theory, and then I really didn't have to. Because they're so welcoming. You just grab as many samples as you want. They got coffee there for you. So Joe Colombe, uh, you will be missed. I mean, if I walk through a Whole Foods, I'm walking on eggshells every time I go to test a sample. Because God forbid you try and go around two at a Whole Foods. It's just a different beast. You don't have that same type of welcoming feeling. So what I did here to, to wrap up the show here, I actually did. I, I, I would like to. I'm not going to be at the funeral but I would like to provide my own eulogy here for our guy Joe from from Trader Joe's. And uh, here we go. Good morning, Joe. I remember the days I used to get so frustrated with you. I would walk down the aisles of your kingdom at Trader Joe's with a puss on my face. You were so selfish in my eyes. I could never understand why I could not just get a regular branded bag of Cheerios. It always had to be Trader Joeyos. It was always about you, Joe. And that bothered me. The thought of having to go to two different supermarkets just so I could buy cleaning supplies and laundry detergent just disgusted me. But it didn't take long for me to realize the true greatness in your master plan, Joe. It was a wicked cold, 68-degree November day in Los Angeles. I was on my fifth sample of the new vegan mac and cheese bites you were introducing to the store when I realized Trader Joe's is so much more than just a grocery store. It's home. Joe, you and your employees took me into your Fortune 500 company with open arms. You never asked why I would spend my weekends from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. sampling your complimentary new dark roast. You never asked. You never asked why I was in the 10 items in Underlane when I clearly had 16 items. You never held me responsible for not losing my parking ticket and paying full price. You just opened that garage gate without any questions asked. And Joe, that's what I hope heaven does for you right now. Because nobody deserves that more than you. Joe, even when the dairy section has expired tags on most of its milk cartons, I vow to still buy that carton of milk, Joe. I vow to keep buying those 22 bottles of Pinot Noir, even though I know it only cost you $9 to make. Thank you for paving the way for supermarkets worldwide. 
Thank you for showing me the way grocery shopping is really supposed to be done. It's a pain in the ass that you guys don't have a Trader Joe's loyalty program, but Joe, you have more than my loyalty. You have my heart. Rest in peace, Joe. Rest in peace. And with that, we say sayonara, folks. We will see you next week. Only on the Brilliantly Dumb Show. Keep in mind, we discussed it on Tuesday's episode. This coming Tuesday. Footage of our time with Forrest Galante, host on the Animal Planet, drops. It's an absolute heater with just some wild, wild content. Keep an eye out for that, folks, on Tuesday. We will see you next week. Everybody have a good weekend now.